It's absolutely frustrating when we try extensive protocols to reverse metabolic disease and struggle in spite of them all. Sleep is a huge differentiator in whether protocols are effective. In today's episode, we answer three questions. How does sleep interplay with metabolic conditions? How are sleeping medications withdrawn? What is the sleep routine if you struggle with sleep and chronic conditions? Dr. Lenny DaCosta is the author of the book, Is Your Doctor Making You Sick? Dr. Lenny DaCosta, a consultant geriatrician, preventive cardiologist and an anti-aging specialist, did his MBBS from Goa Medical College and completed specialization in geriatric medicine from M.S. Ramaya Medical College, Bangalore. He has further undergone training in the practice of anti-aging and preventive cardiology. He is certified by the International Board of Clinical Metal Toxicology, USA. Let's get started. Hey everyone, I'm Deepa, Light Functional Medicine Practitioner, Author and Yogini and you're listening to the Sleep Whisperer Podcast, the only sleep podcast with conversations and meditations. I'm on a mission to share profoundly insightful sleep conversations with global visionaries that merge together functional medicine and ancient wisdom. Breathe in bliss through weekly guided meditations and let yourself enter the land of dreams. Together, let's unravel the pieces, get to the roots and understand the right tools to transform your sleep completely. Through this podcast, I want you to dream the best version of yourself. It's time to regain hope and begin your sleep journey. Dr. Lenita Costa, welcome to the Sleep Whisperer podcast and it's a pleasure to host you today. I've been wanting to have you on the show for some time. Today we are talking about the importance of sleep when reversing or even successfully treating any chronic condition including diabetes, heart disease, there's so much of it everywhere. Um, and before we get into our conversation, you've recently written a book and it has a very fascinating title. I'd love to know a little bit about the book before we go into our conversation. This book was actually a book that, uh, that came out because years ago when I graduated, all I was doing was writing out prescriptions and that took me on a journey understanding what functional medicine is and how you can reverse disease. And so I always wanted to do something where both another colleague of mine could understand what I do, but my patients also could understand what I do. So this book is something that has data which is present in modern medicine, but also how we have used it to reverse disease uh, over a period of time and what I continue doing on a day-to-day -day basis for my patients. So it's got everything from what you should be eating, how you should be living, why you should be eating something, how you should be sleeping, uh, what are the options that you have if you have cancer, what are the options you have diabetes, heart disease, how you can reverse these, 
autoimmune conditions, why would you be having them and how you can change it and how you can reverse it. All of this is, is, is in that book, uh, which you can, uh, you know, if you go through it, it's like a ready record. The best part is each chapter is independent. It is not related to something else. So you can read that and go through it fully. And just tell us a little bit about the title because the title totally caught my attention. Okay, so so when I when I decided to put that title, there were two reasons I was doing it. One was when I was looking at, let's say, my diabetes patients. You see, in modern medicine, we tend to tell our patients a diet uh, instruction which is absolutely going to keep them further sick. We were telling our patients, eat a chapati, don't, not, don't eat a rice. Don't eat rice. Now, you eat, you eating chapati itself is going to hit your sugars up. Uh, I mean, there is data to show what happens when you eat chapati. What is the biochemical reaction that is taking place? Once you understand that, you need to tell your patient, hey, listen, if you do this, you're going to remain sick. We, as doctors, have forgotten what we have learned. We've not applied it. And inevitably, we have been taking instructions from panels that have been influenced maybe by the pharma lobby or whichever lobby, which indirectly keep our patients sick and keep them on medications. As a doctor, people come to you because they want to get well, not to take medications lifelong. And so that has been my mission. And so I said, if people need to read this book, they need to actually have a catchy title. And the title would be this, is your doctor keeping you sick? Because everything that I put in there talks about how what we currently do keep us sick. It's, it's nothing to say, oh, I have a special note for my doctor, friends there. It's nothing to kind of degrade the kind of work they do. Uh, I know at times many doctors work with their hands tied behind their backs. Uh, it's nothing to say that you know, they're not doing their job properly. Unfortunately, because of the conditions that we work in, uh, we do what we do. Dr. Lenny, do share a little insight about how when you worked with your client population, you've seen how sleep interplays with whether a condition is successfully treated. Uh, perhaps if somebody were not falling asleep, not staying asleep, poor quality sleep, and how that has shown up as whether the person is able to recover from some of these chronic metabolic conditions and what have you noticed typically? Okay, so Deepa, um, the one thing I tell my, my patients who have diabetes or any chronic metabolic conditions is if you don't sleep, you're not going to be able to control your diabetes. You're not going to be able to control it getting worse. Forget, just control it. It's getting worse. So it's going to get worse. Now, to understand this a little better, let me explain to you what, what is there in, 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 in literature. Literature tells you very clearly that if you are sleep deprived, your insulin resistance goes up. If your insulin resistance goes up, you, are, you become obese. And the second thing is that your, your diabetes is not under control. All right? Nothing works for you. Now, Let's look at how our bodies were made to understand this. If we understand logic, we will not just you know, take this as some dogmas. We were hunter-gatherers 70,000 years ago. As hunter-gatherers, when we got hungry, there was no kitchen. 
there was no swiggy there was no market to go to we had to go and hunt when we were hunting we were running but we were hungry and we were running hungry today we can't do that right at that point in time somebody would attack us we would still run away from them we had the uh, what do you call it the uh, the body had a natural manner in which it would handle these very difficult challenging times how would it do this it would do this by a short spurt of what we call flight or fight reaction which would release cortisol now when cortisol is released it shuts down a whole lot of systems in your body it shuts down your thyroid it shuts down your digestive system your reproductive system and it kind of converts everything into glucose right what basically happens is when we and then what would happen we would finish let's say it became dark we wouldn't go hunting after that the moment it became dark we would sleep now what would happen there when we would sleep in the night between maybe 10:30 11 or 11:30 to about 3 o'clock there is a hormone called melatonin that gets released everybody calls it the sleep hormone it is not it is it gives you this benefit beneficial side effect is sleep obviously but melatonin would knock off that stress that that the patient was just before he went to sleep and would kind of uh regenerate your body repair your body for the next days rigors of what we were supposed to do as hunter gatherers now you know cut paste that to now where we are just fast forward today we have stress the body's limbic system or the primitive mind or the primitive brain if you want to call it does not understand that you are not hunting it understands the stress response because cortisol is released but we are so stressed right through the day that we take it into the night and instead of going to sleep we have these lights that are kept on so there's no melatonin secretion all your lights your tube lights your led lights your blue screens your phones everything that we use just before we go to sleep and then we don't sleep before 1 o'clock in the night so even that time span where you're supposed to get that melatonin release so that your body kind of re re uh, uh recharges itself gets repaired all that goes for a toss and that is when chronic metabolic conditions get worse because you don't sleep sleeping is one way to ensure that you can control your weight control your heart disease your hypertension your diabetes and deepa it controls and it ensures that you don't get cancer there are enough studies that have shown that women who are working in night shifts as night uh, as uh, as uh, air hostesses and in uh, and there's a study that is published have a higher tendency to develop breast cancer because they don't sleep at night melatonin alone prevents cancer so there are so many benefits of going to sleep by 10:30 shutting out everything making your room absolutely dark and cutting out those blue screens at least an hour or two before you go to sleep 
And I'd love to flip the coin, Dr. Lenny, and look at whether you've noticed anything when somebody has diabetes and they're having poor blood sugar control. Have you seen the other way around where it is impacting their sleep and maybe they want to, but they're not able to get the right quality or fall asleep because of poor blood sugar regulation? No, I have not seen it the other way around. I will tell you most of my patients whom I'm reversing I do a lot of diabetes reversal. So we do a lot of diabetes reversal. We reduce a lot of medications for that. I have seen these patients actually, yeah, they do have a problem going to sleep initially. Why? Because their entire sleep cycle is disturbed. It's not because of the sugar. So what we do is we put them on a complete sleep, uh, what, what we call a sleep routine or a night routine where they have their uh, dinner, supper, whatever you want to call it, by 7.38, we shut their blue screens by 8.30. We put them on a melatonin dose uh, orally so that it kind of stimulates the melatonin by, by about 9.30. And by 10.30, they are in bed. But there is one condition. We cut off all the lights in the room, including any indicator lights of your AC showing that indicator that it's on. There's a black tape put on it. So there's no light in the room, black curtains. Why? Because melatonin brings in that sleep. Once the sleep starts coming in, and this takes about anywhere between a week to about three weeks for them to start getting their sleep properly. Once it starts coming in, then you see their blood, blood sugar controls and their BP control. They come into absolute great uh, control. So we do two things. We do a night routine and we do a morning routine. Morning routine for exercise, night routine so that they can get good sleep. And we don't use medication. We use only supplements, melatonin being one of them, and a green tea extract called L-theanine being another one, which together helps you to induce sleep. The sleep quality is so good that when you get up in the morning, you're feeling refreshed and you don't have a hangover that most medications give you. Because this has been, see, I'm a geriatric physician. I've been seeing geriatric patients taking uh, sleeping pills all their lives and they say they don't get quality sleep. So, you know, this has been something with me to try and give people sleep has been something that I do for every patient. But it is so, so important when you're reversing disease and you're managing some very chronic and bad diseases that normally don't respond to medications. Would you be able to walk us through, of course, without mentioning names, but walk us through how you took a client who had chronic metabolic issue and in terms of what 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 did you do? I mean, you spoke a little bit about these routines, but how were they when they came to you? What were the symptoms they were going through? And how did you gently, because obviously this transition from that space to where they are thriving, is a, it's not a one-stop moment. So would you be able to walk us through a journey? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Deepa. I'll tell you what happens. Uh, I get a lot of patients who come in and I will give you uh, the diabetes part of it because we do a whole lot of other uh, things. But if you look at any patient who walks in, the first thing that we do is we like to see what their current physiology is. What is their body? How is their body functioning? So we do blood tests that are not routine. Besides the routine, we do a whole lot of other blood tests. We look at insulin levels. We look at their inflammatory markers. We look at their hormone levels. Uh, we look at everything because we want to look at the person as a whole and not somebody who has just got diabetes or heart disease or autoimmune condition. 
So once we get the person, we want to see his quality of health move up. That is our uh, objective. So we want to know what his current status is, his or her current status. Is. So the first thing we do is we do a complete blood test. Once that blood test is done, it's done in any lab in India. Any lab does it. We get that. We have a consult. We inform the patient where they stand. Now, when we look at any patient, whether it's diabetes or any, we are looking at the five areas. And so during that first interview, the first consult that we call it, we look at through their blood tests, what is their nutritional status? Also through their diet history, what is their nutritional status? Because we tend to eat a lot, but we are malnourished. Then we look at their hormonal balances through the blood tests. Then we look at their toxicity levels, again through the blood tests and their symptoms, and we correlate all of this. Then we look at the status of their physical health. Are you exercising? What is your, are you having any physical deformities? Are you having pain? How is your physical set? And finally, because that's where the wellness comes. Because if you don't feel good with the body, you're never going to feel good, you know? At the end of the day, you're always going to complain. And finally, we look at the mind because 90% of your problems are here in the mind. So once we have understood all of this, then we create a tailor-made routine for each patient, which is different. Whether it we need to do a detoxification protocol, whether we need to give them a good diet chart and how it is to go. We explain to the patient what they should be doing, not what they should be eating. Why they should be avoiding certain kind of foods so that they understand and they buy in to the process, not just follow orders. They need to be bought into the process. We teach them how to exercise in the morning, what exercise to do. For example, Deepa, none of my patients exercise for more than 20. None of them. Most of them for 10 to 15 minutes. And I insist they do it by their bedside so that they will do it anywhere they go, whether they go for a holiday, whether they are, whether they don't feel like getting up and getting up late. There's no such thing as it's raining today. I can't go out for a walk. So, so that is what we inculcate in them. And then we put them on this whole routine of morning routine, night routines, and this whole process. And also, we handle the medication. Because I'm a qualified uh, doctor, a geriatric physician, having done my MBBS, I know what their allopathic medications are. We, we kind of rationalize them. We continue with them. We taper them when we require it. And this whole process takes anywhere between three to six months where they come to us very sick and then they're living a quality life with medication, without medication at times, but with a lot of supplements, the right nutrition, the right sleep, the right exercise, the right state of mind. You mentioned one thing, Dr. Lenny, about how some of your patients have been taking sleeping pills for a long time. I'd love to know before, and I would like to talk about the routine in detail, but I'd love to know about how do you go about weaning that process because it's so tricky that I think, and I'd like you to discuss this from the point of the physical aspect, but also the mindset because a lot of times people feel a sense of fear when thinking about withdrawing something that they've been so dependent on. So I'd love for you to um, share even some emotional and mindset aspects of this. Okay, so Deepa, what basically happens is uh, I will never wean a patient off any of their sleeping pills unless the patient is bought into the whole thing. 
the patient needs to tell me, I want this pill to be stopped. Now, for me to, 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 for him to say that, at times, I need to take him through a journey of understanding, especially when I counsel him and we talk to him, my team talks to him or her, as to what would be the benefits of it without that. We try to bring in what, 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 how she was sleeping before she was taking the medication. And so once they are bought into it, they're willing to try something new. Then we put them on the sleep routine. So we, we, we try and put the psychological aspect of how important it is for them to sleep. And so are they willing to take a long-term step where they, they will be able to sleep well? long-term, without side effects or what they use. And so what patients do is generally they start following the sleep routine. And what we also tell them is, do the sleep routine for five days a week. On Saturday, Sunday, you have a break. Go out and party if you need to. Because I get a lot of those kind of patients as well. But for my elderly patients, I tell them, okay, on a Saturday, Sunday, you want to go out, have dinner with your family and come back, no problem. Do that. But on the rest of the day, do this. And so once we put them on a sleep routine, we don't stop the medication. So we are giving them melatonin, a slightly lower dose. We don't end the L-theanine initially. We keep the medication on. Then we slowly reduce the medication to half the dose, maybe in a week to 15 days. The patient doesn't feel anything. The patient is thinking that it's okay. But when we are reducing this, we add the L-theanine. And then at some point, maybe a week or two weeks later, the patient says, I'm having trouble getting up in the morning. I'm having a hangover. That's when we know that we can wean the patient out completely off the sleeping pills. So it takes anywhere between 15 to 21 days. But I've had patients who have gone on for three months, mainly because many a times they're not fully bought off. So when they make, a, make up their mind to do it, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. So it's a game of the mind. Oh, absolutely. That's why I wanted you to talk about the mindset. And I know that we don't have too much time on this episode. I'd love for you to go into your sleep routine in detail as to where, because this is obviously something you begin even for someone who's on medication, who's having challenges. So this is a great place to begin for most people, irrespective of the state of their health at that point in time. So maybe if you could just leave us by talking through this routine in detail, and then um, we could wrap up the episode. Neva, sure. If you look, if you go through the book that I have, I have put that sleep routine very detailed there because I want everybody to follow it because sometime or the other, because of the kind of stresses that we live in or under the stresses that we live in or the stress cycles that we have, we have disturbed sleep. And so it is in our hands to get our sleep back. So how, what, what, do we, what do we do tell our patients and what is the sleep routine? I follow it many times myself, uh, especially when I'm tired and I know that, you know, this, I'm wired up. Uh, this is a way to kind of totally de-stress yourself. So next morning, you're feeling good and energized and ready to take on the world again. So what we do is, uh, the first thing we do is we say that your dinner should be finished. And that's a, that's a cardinal rule. Dinner up, but latest by 8 o'clock, ideally by 7.30. 8.30, so if you finish your dinner by 7.30, one hour later, 8.30, absolutely all blue screens shut. 
we allow that to go on up to nine for some people in cities like Bombay and Delhi because they reach home late, right? We cut that. Uh, so we say, okay, nine o'clock latest. By 10 o'clock, I mean, so what do you do during that time? You read, you discuss. It's great time to have family bonding. If you are if you are uh, in, in a family environment, if you're alone, do some reading because that's the best time to do reading. Because as you read, you, you, you feel a little sleepy as well. So it's inducing sleep. The third thing we do is if you need melatonin, we put melatonin for you exactly one hour after that. So about 10 o'clock or 9.30. Uh, uh, and the other thing that we insist on is your bedroom should have no LED lamps. So the bedroom should have only ambient lighting, which are old incandescent bulbs, which are in lamps by bedside, nothing on top. So the, it's a dim light. The temperature, if you have ACs, should be not more than 23, uh, not under 23, not more than 24. That's an ideal temperature to have. And um, so once this is done, by 10.30, you're in bed with the lights shut off completely. It has to be pitch dark, no light coming from outside. And you'll go to sleep. Now, in case you have to take either a sleeping pill, which is still on, or if you're taking the L-theanine, which is a green tea extract, it is taken when you sit on the bed to go to sleep. You do that, you go to sleep. Normally, within half an hour, you fall into bed. Many of my patients do... The other way around, they are already in bed by about 10 o'clock or quarter to 10, 45 minutes before the lights are shut, reading a book. Because that also kind of makes you feel sleepy. So that's another thing that we add to people who are reading. Many people don't like to read. They just shut down the thing and go to sleep. Three weeks to maximum four weeks, you see drastic changes in these patients. They start getting their sleep back. They're happy. They feel rested. And... Uh, and they're, and they're living a better quality life with, with better health. And so is there any recommendation that you make typically for the dinner as to what should it have? So generally, most of my patients are off their carbs. Most of my patients are off grains. So even if you're a vegetarian, no grains. You have your little bit of your lentils, a lot of your veggies, and that's it. If you are... Non-veg. So the food should not have too much of a glucose spike when you go to sleep, because too much of a glucose spike is going to keep you wired up. Energy is going to keep you a little not wanting to sleep. Uh, the other thing that happens is sometimes these people do get that sleep initially because of too much of sugar, too much of uh, insulin. Sometimes you feel sleepy after the meal. But then they become, that sleep quality is so bad that in one and a half or two hours they're awake and they don't sleep the whole night. So because of this, carbs are cut out completely in the night. No grains, no bread, no rice, none of that stuff. No ragi, no wheat. Of course, wheat and all that we cut out completely. But generally, most of my patients are off grains. They are more of a kind of a modified keto diet, even if they are vegan or vegetarian. We have got special vegan vegetarian diets for them. I normally like to give them a little high fat at night if they can take it, which is either MCT oil or virgin coconut oil, or homemade ghee. They can add a little extra because what that does is if you don't have enough carbs during the night, your brain starts taking a lot of fat for energy instead of carbs. 
that is clean energy and so you get better sleep any final one prominent advice you'd give to anybody who's struggling to get over metabolic conditions what would be your top recommendation so my top recommendation i've been doing this for a long time uh for some time now not long time but some time now one thing that we need to control is our stress levels we don't control our stress everything in our life falls apart metabolic syndrome metabolic issues are because we are unable to control that stress if you only understand that you can only control what is in your hands what is today because past is gone you can't change it future nobody has seen it's a mystery so why stress about it we stress about something because we want to control everything what's in your control is now you need to be happy today with what you have if you're happy with what you have you will not stress and so the three hacks for stress are be grateful for what you have laugh a lot and when you're really stressed out stand up and do 10 jumping jacks you feel the stress come so this is all that you need to do you'll see your sleep coming back you'll see your sugars under control you won't need a doctor to take care of you every day you will be taking care of yourself you will have your health in your hands and i wish you all the best health where can people get the book dr lenny where can people find you so i am available on uh, so i'm available online for online consultations uh, i have a website called drlennydecosta.com there are phone numbers that they can get on to get appointments uh, we are just changing the online process we want to make it more easy uh for anybody to log log in and, and book an appointment i am based in out of goa and mumbai where i have run clinics and when i do personal consultations and my team work with people i do visit delhi and sometimes even pune once in a while my book is available on all online platforms it's available on amazon.com flipkart uh, you have the kindle version it's on amazon.uk amazon.us or amazon.com Amazon.in, uh, Kobe Books, eBooks. It's available on every every platform that you can uh, you can uh, possibly look at. And the publisher Notion Press has got their own website where you can order directly at a discounted rate. Uh, if you just go there and order, it's sent to you. It's print on order. I would highly recommend you have a print version with you because you can use it as a uh, ready reckoner whenever you want to it's all do your do it yourself stuff you can understand it very easily except for the chapter on detoxification which advises you what detoxification you need to do but detoxification you need to do with a help of a doctor but that at least gives you an idea of how you to do it uh, but everything else is you know for yourself you can manage it yourself uh yes so you can get it on all online uh, and of course if you contact us uh, on my website itself drlennydecosta.com we have got a link to the book where all the other links are also given so you go there and you can even get the publisher website and you can order it from there thank you dr lenny decosta it was a pleasure hosting you and having this conversation and thank you for all that you shared for our listeners today
Thanks, Deepa, for having me. It was a pleasure and an honor to be on your show. Uh, wishing all your listeners, viewers, a happy, healthy life. And if at any point we are in a position to help you in any way, please reach out. We'll be happy to do that. Thank you. I'm sure this episode has left you with a lot to ponder. In the world of functional medicine, there are some core basics which are the foundation for all protocols. Sleep is surely one of the three foundational aspects of healing. What I've noticed time and time again is the global trend of complicating versus simplifying. If something seems too simple, we tend to put it aside and look for something that's more complex. Changing this mindset within ourselves is a world of difference in sleep and all health. I leave you with this. Pick one simple practice for better sleep and be consistent with it for four weeks. Notice the difference it makes. Have a great day. This podcast is intended to provide helpful and informative material on the subject matter covered in the episodes. The podcast is not acting in the capacity of a doctor or a registered dietitian and is not rendering any professional healthcare or medical service. The information in the podcast is not intended as a substitute for medical advice or services or as treatment or cure for any particular health condition. The advice and tools contained herein may not be suitable for your situation. Any medical questions regarding contraindications and cautions or any questions of whether or not to proceed with any practices provided in the show should be referred to qualified health professionals before adopting the same. The podcast specifically disclaims any responsibility for any liability, loss, risk, personal or otherwise which may be incurred as a direct or indirect consequence of the use of information from this podcast or the application adoption of any of the information provided.